Hey, hey, my friend, welcome back to episode 23. So glad you guys are here. I just wanted to do a little intro to this episode, and I apologize. It's a little bit choppy. I was distracted um, a couple times. Anyways, it's a long story. Hello, I'm so glad you're here. This episode is about, I talk about inner healing, and you know, this is a huge concept, but we're just starting to unwrap and kind of dive into what inner healing is, uh, do I need it, and how do I get it, or how do I get more of it? And so we start, I even mentioned some like tools and tactics that have helped me over the years with inner healing and, and all of that. And so, and I re-listened to the episode, uh, I recorded it this morning, and then I had to hit pause, and then I re-listened to the episode, and I put in a couple of blurbs in there, so that's why it sounds a little bit choppy, I didn't pay for an editor to do, <laughs> oh my gosh, my speech impediment. I did not pay for an editor to do it because I just wanted to get it up today. And so, but, um, you know, when I talk on these episodes, guys, hilariously, I literally can like picture you and like, like we're having coffee and I'm I'm talking to you. So I just talk and I'm not picturing people that maybe I don't know or an audience that hasn't heard an episode yet. So when I interjected some things, like I mentioned Amy, Uh, the therapist that I had a conversation with a couple of weeks ago. So then I interjected, oh, hey, episode 18's in the show notes. And then I mentioned Jim, who is my therapist, who I interviewed in episode five and six. And those were fantastic conversations as well. So I interjected that info in there as well. So anyways, anything I mention in these podcasts will be in the show notes. I'm super excited uh, that you're here today. And I also mentioned in the episode uh, about kind of my current journey in in creating a course. And I didn't mention uh, in the episode, so I'll mention it here. If you're interested in finding out more about the course, you can go to my website and there's a wait list. It launches um, pretty soon. I'm not going to put a date on it because everything takes longer than they say it will. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I feel like uh, everything just takes longer. So whatever. Anyways, it'll come out soon. Uh, sometime soon, maybe next week, maybe in two weeks. I don't know. But anyways, if you want to find out more about that, you can uh, join the wait list. And then when that drops, you'll get a video and, and all that sort of stuff. So anyways, I love you guys. I hope you're great. I'm super jazzed you're here. Again, this episode, we're just kind of unpacking inner healing and what it means and who needs it and how do you get it. Uh, I share a story in there too about something happened over the weekend with my son, Zach, and by the grace of God, he's okay. But yeah, anyways, okay, I love sharing life with you guys, and thanks for being here today, and thanks for the grace, you guys, with this podcast. I'm really having fun with it, and I'm excited. I feel like the journey's just begun, even though we're episode 23. I feel like I'm finally figuring it out, and I'm rolling. So, all right, God bless you guys. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to a Holy Mess Podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. 
Hey, hey, my friends. Thanks for being here today. I hope you are doing well and having a good week. I am having a pretty good week. I have to tell you guys a funny story. Well, it could have been not a funny story. It could have been a really tragic story, but it ended up being funny. So I can tell the story. Zach, my son, was on a bike ride over the weekend with a buddy and um, they had a great time, a blast. And at the very end, of course, like they're on their way home, they were on this path and Zach hit this crazy gnarly like dip in the road. It was crazy. It was like a, it was a bike path. So it wasn't like a car driving path, but it had a branch of a tree came through the road, came through the cement. And so anyways, and he'd never been on that path. And so um, he hit it going full force and he had his little GoPro on his head and on his helmet and he totally flipped his bike and cut open his chin and the bike landed on him. Well, I had called him because they were a little bit late. And so I called literally as he landed, he said his phone started ringing and he's like, mom, you have spidey sense. And I'm like, no, I'm just a paranoid mom. That's all. But maybe it was the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Anyway, so he's like, well, I hurt my chin. Yeah, maybe come pick us up. So when I pulled up and I had Gary's truck to pick them up, literally blood was like gushing down his chin. And anyways, if you don't, anyways, I'm not going to gross you out. I literally went into like a mini panic attack and his buddy like totally stepped in and helped put the bikes in the back of the truck. And it was hilarious. But Zach's like, mom, I'm not dead. And it's just my chin. I'm okay. Like he was calming me down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, Zach. I know. But you know, I'm a mom. And you know, so we called Gary right away. And got him to urgent care and got his chin glued back together. So he has his first, you know, bike accident war wound, which I hope is his last, but super grateful. It could have been gnarly, could have been horrible, but um, we're super grateful he didn't break a collarbone or shoulder or anything else. But anyways, I was just laughing. I just thought that story would make you guys laugh that like I, my son was comforting me after he had the injury. Isn't that so life sometimes? For those of us with anxiety <laughs> or who struggle with anxiety at times, or maybe it's just moms in general. We are just this mama bear. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's human beings because I think I was like this before I had kids. So anyways, I wanted to dive right into um, what was on my heart today. And it's funny, I had had a couple messages, uh, a couple emails over the last week or so. And then I had had a friend text me too and ask me, what is inner healing? What is this concept of inner healing that that you keep talking about or that Amy mentioned, uh, the therapist session, which wasn't that amazing. She's incredible. I cannot wait to have her back on. She's amazing. And I want to jump in really quickly in case you did not listen to that episode with Amy. Uh, she's a therapist. It's a conversation I had a couple weeks ago. And she, you know, she talked about this concept of inner healing and struggling with hopelessness and and, or disappointment with God and all of that. So that's a powerful episode that you don't want to miss. And I'll put it a link to it in the show notes. But again, it's a conversation with therapist Amy Sargent, and it's episode 18. Um, and also, I actually interviewed Jim this week. So that episode will go up next week. And for those of you that are new around here, uh, Jim is my therapist, and he actually um, was on episode five and six. It was a two-part episode. I'll put a link into the show notes for that as well. But Jim, in those episodes, talked about, you know, finding peace when your world is not peaceful uh, or struggling with strong emotions. And then uh, in episode five was accepting life on life's terms when life's not easy whether it's our internal struggles or situations, you know, how do you find peace in healing? And so I just wanted to mention that. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Oh my gosh. And you guys, hilariously, I have a friend who created the intro for when I have guests on, especially therapists. 
the intro is hilarious. It's a, anyways, I'll wait to let you hear it next week, but we're going to attach that to the beginning of Jim's session. And oh my gosh, the material that Jim shared this week was super powerful. And I've just been, man, mulling on it. And it's really, um, anyways, it was really powerful. So I can't wait for next week's episode to drop. Um, we'll get that up there for you. So today, and the reason I'm circling back here, and thank you for following my ADHD brain. I appreciate you guys uh, as I uh, learn to talk more linear. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever going to happen, so I'm sorry if I drive you crazy. But so to circle back to Amy, the therapist, we had talked about some inner healing stuff, and I had had a couple messages, uh, emails, and a text from a friend. Um, what is inner healing? Like, what do you mean when you talk about inner healing? And so I thought, you know what? This is a big subject. This is a good subject. This is something that we're going to circle back to over and over again. So I thought, you know what? I just want to do an episode just kind of to lay the foundation. And, you know, I'm going to share some thoughts. I'm going to share some of my story and um, and then some tools and hopefully some tactics to help within inner healing. Because here's the deal. We're all on an inner healing journey. Okay. So we all got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Nobody lives the perfect picturesque life. We all have you know, hurts and hangups and just pains from the past and childhood stuff or adolescent stuff or, you know, just life stuff like, hello, we live in a broken world. And so, you know, we're either we're either dealing with these things and getting better and becoming more gracious towards ourselves, more gracious towards others. We're encountering God's goodness and his grace and his love and and all of that, or we're getting bitter and harder hearts and all of that. And so and if you struggle with bitterness, hello, I'm raising my hand here. I I still wrestle through it, but it's one of those things that it's a constant, it's a one day at a time. And I believe that there are, there are some, you know, ways in which we can approach these things that really bring us peace and joy and healing. And, and that doesn't mean that we all of a sudden get teleported out of our life or out of our circumstances or out of our history, or even out of our, what could be hanging over us in the future, right? Especially if we have health things and um, or a loved one has health things like there's life is hard. Like we all have these hearts that just bleed. And, and, you know, frankly, we weren't made for this world. Like we are aliens and it's hard to live in a broken world. And so we're all doing the best we can with what we have. And so anyways, so inner healing. Um, so I wanted to, there's three points I wanted to talk about. And then I want to share a couple stories with you. But and just a scripture, too, that inspired me this morning when I was uh, praying through posting this episode. But so inner healing, wh- what is it? Okay, so we all have these these things inside that affect us, right? And the things that we don't deal with, they deal with us. Like the things that we bury under the rug, like we're tripping over that rug, right? So something may have happened earlier in life, and it might even be in your unconscious mind. Something may have happened yesterday, right? And it's like you try to get over it, you try to get through it, and it's in your unconscious mind, and you trip over that rug, and then you lash out at your friends or you lash out at your kids or you, you're just, you're struggling with self-loathing. Like, why did I react like that? I had an incident last week. I won't get, tell you the whole story because it's, you know, probably will bore you, but it triggered some like crazy anxiety. And I'm talking like gnarly anxiety. It took me two days to get through the anxiety and the angst that it, that it triggered in me, but I did get through it. You know, 10 years ago, it would have taken me two weeks, maybe two months to get through it. So I'm grateful for growth, right? With my history of addiction, I have to be very mindful of these things because these things creep up like, you know, bitterness or self-pity or resentment. Like these are all things that led me to medicate, right? So I was a medicating alcoholic. So what does that mean? You know, I had the impression before 
I hit my bottom that an alcoholic was like homeless, toothless, just desperate, like just totally lost on the side of the street, right? And I have such empathy for people with mental illness that are on the side of the street and that are homeless and and all of that. And so, you know, but that was my picture of what an alcoholic was. I didn't know, I had no concept of a functioning alcoholic. I had no concept of a functioning addict. I had I had no I didn't understand it. I just thought it was one or the other. It was very black and white for me. And so um over the years I just I you know at first I was so like mortified that I thought you had to be literally on the street to to be considered an alcoholic. Like that's that's where life had to take you and you know by the grace of God the program of AA, you know, they lift the bottom for people like that's the whole thing. And so, you know, I didn't really begin being mindful of this inner healing stuff until I hit my bottom. And it takes what it takes for all of us, right? And I know a lot of you are not, uh, you know, a lot of you don't have addiction issues and and that's amazing and that's great. But we all can relate to to bottoms or getting fed up or just having enough. Enough's enough. Like I know that some of us are even at that tipping point in our lives at different times where it's just enough's enough. I, I, don't, I don't need to live like this. I, there's got to be a better way, especially we're trying to, you know, follow Jesus and allow him to heal us in these places. And you guys, I I just need you guys to know, again, I totally believe in the power of God. I totally believe in his instant healing. I've seen it happen in my own life, and I think it's powerful and amazing, and I believe in it, and I pray for people like that. And But what I'm talking about with this, you know, particular episode, inner healing, you guys, it's not always magic, and it's not always you know, an instant healing. It's the more times than not, it's a process. Like it's a process with the Lord to heal us internally. And you guys know that. And so what is it? It's emotional scar tissue. It's these places in us that cause us angst or there's things that have happened in our life that have left its imprint and its mark. And, you know, some things have happened in our life that we want the imprint of. We want that mark. We want that memory and and that to build our our future and and all of that and but there's other things that have left uh, it left us bleeding <laughs> you know like there's really hard things and so and I believe this is where we focus our attention for this inner healing stuff you know is it fun not always <laughs> is it painful yes at times but I have found that uh, not seeking inner healing in some areas are actually more painful. And it's definitely more painful for those around us, right? So I just wanted to chat through kind of three components. What is inner healing? Do I need it? And then how do I get it? Or how do I get more of it, right? Because I think that's what we're kind of all after here. So, and then I want to share some tools and tactics that I use on a daily basis. So inner healing is just what I'm talking about. When I mention inner healing or when, you know, Amy mentioned inner healing or when someone else mentions inner healing on the podcast, we're talking about those places in us that we still need some peace or we still need just to deal with these things in in our hearts and minds and and all of that. And so, you know, do I need it? That's one of the questions people ask. Well, ask yourself, like pause. If you're curious, you know, do you need we all need inner healing. I can I can bet my house on it that everybody needs inner heal more inner healing. Like until we're in heaven, like I'm just telling you, life is hard and we gotta work on these things. Okay. You know, for certain issues, people will say, well, no, I've dealt with that. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And whenever they say like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, ah, that's curious. If you're trying to convince me or you that you're fine, right? Just ask yourself, only you know in your heart and ask the Lord, ask Jesus, be like, Jesus, do I need more inner healing here? And I know it can be scary because, you know, one of the things 
that for me, it was hard to face some things because I thought I'm going to get buried by this stuff and I'm never going to come out. When the reality was, as soon as I began dealing with it, I began to breathe easier. Like these things are in our unconscious minds and hearts and bodies anyways. So we might as well face them and deal with them. Now, I will say a little caveat in the right time. Like, don't force yourself. Like, I've heard it said, like, don't go looking under rocks that the Holy Spirit doesn't reveal to you. If God has revealed some places in you that you need to work on and you need to face and you need to forgive and you need to find compassion and grace for yourself, go for it. Do it. But don't be going digging under every rock. You want to go in God's timing. And so it's really, it's a prayerful, it's a personal decision. I'd encourage you to bring someone else in on the journey with you, a good friend, somebody that you can trust. Um, I don't know if that's a pastor or you know, a spiritual director or a therapist. I don't, I don't know who that is for you, but I'd encourage you to, you know, just begin the process. And you guys, it takes time. Like, it's not like a microwave healing. Okay. It's like a slow cooker healing. It just, it just happens. And, you know, even with Zach's accident over the weekend, you guys, I saw some healing in me and I know I had a little panic attack and, and all of that, but oh my gosh, 10 years ago, I would have flipped out and I probably would have been mad at him for getting in the bike accident. I wasn't mad at all. I had just such compassion and grace for him and that he had fallen off his bike and that this had happened and he hit this gnarly tree branch and, and all of that, right? But I wouldn't have chosen 10 years ago or to be mad at him. It just would have happened because something happened and it riled me up. And so my go-to was anger. <laughs> I don't know if that's your go-to, but that was my go-to for years. It was it was just something scary happened, something happened. I'm going to be angry about it. <laughs> you know, I laugh about it now, but, you know, it takes a lot right now. Mm, I was going to say it takes a lot for me to be angry. Maybe not. Let me just, let me search my heart on that one. But I'm less reactive. I'm less angry. Oh my gosh, I'm way less angry. I'm actually like, I'm like super peaceful compared to <laughs> how I was uh, years ago. So uh, ask yourself, do you need it? Is it time? And how do, you know, and then the, the follow-up question to that would be like, well, how do I get it? Or how do I get more, right? Because I think, I think as we're on this journey with Jesus, especially, he's in the process of healing us. And it's like, okay, well, I want more. And that's, I don't think it's bad to want more. I think it's actually really healthy and whole and, and holy at ground to want more, right? It's when we're striving to get it, that's when it's like gets a little bit murky because it's really out of surrender and, you know, these are big concepts. Surrender is a really big concept <laughs> that I'm still trying to figure out one day at a time how to surrender these places to the Lord. So how do I get it and how do I get more of this inner healing? You know, first and foremost, keep working on yourself. Keep seeking Jesus and this wholeness. Go to therapy if you need to. Good friends are super helpful in this to be able to get this stuff out of our hearts and our minds. There's this book also called The Body Keeps the Score, which I will talk about till the day I die. It had such a profound impact on my life. I actually listened to it in, in an audio form, and it was very triggering too. It, I had took me a little while to get through it because each chapter I was triggered. So I just want to say with all the grace and with all the humility, if you're in a fragile place, if you go through the book, The Body Keeps the Score, it could trigger you. There's other friends I know that it was it didn't trigger them at all for whatever reason it triggered me but it, it triggered more healing too because i it unearthed stuff so if you're a little bit blocked and you're like i know there's stuff in there i just i don't know how to get to it just start start reading the body keeps the score and you can begin to have a deeper understanding and get a deeper revelation for yourself our bodies keep trauma you know bessel van der kolk he's this trauma practitioner and researcher and he works in boston and he wrote that book but 
you know, he talks about, you can get all the spiritual healing in the world. You can get all the, you know, mental healing in the world, but our bodies have memories. Our bodies hold trauma. And so there's ways and there's tools and tactics to like work through trauma. Like I've found spiritual healing and then I found I needed like mental healing and, and emotional healing. And then I found I needed like body healing. Like I had trauma lodged in my body and that's a whole other subject that we can talk about in a future podcast. And I should probably have, you know, a professional come in to explain it more than, you know, just my experience with it. But you guys, there's so many ways in which we can bring healing to our bodies, right? And to nurture our bodies. And, you know, if you've been through really traumatic things or especially even, let's just talk about anxiety because I know a lot of people struggle with anxiety. One of the tools and tactics that I've implemented in the last year or so is called a polar plunge. Now, before you're like, oh my gosh, what's a polar plunge? Do I have to you know, go jump in the ocean? Well, you can, and it's really fun. And actually a couple months ago, it was our dear friend's birthday and we took her out to dinner and we took bathing suits and we jumped in the ocean. And you guys, it was like October, it was freezing, but it was so exhilarating and it was so amazing. And this polar plunge, it, there's so much science data behind it too, but it brings us back to the present moment, you know, because our, <laughs> our bodies are cold, right? And so, and if you have health things, I do want to mention, talk to your doctor before you start anything new, especially like a polar plunge practice or, or anything like that. But I've implemented it for the last year and I'm telling you, I've seen a tangible difference. Every morning, I when I take my shower, the last 30 seconds to two minutes of my shower uh, is a polar plunge. So I turn the water cold and it's, you know, my hairdresser told me to do it years ago because it helps with your cuticles in your hair, but that wasn't enough motivation for me. But when someone said, hey, it can lift uh, like that depression, it can lift um, your your emotions into a more steady state. I'm like, ah, okay, I'll do it. I won't do it for my hair, but I'll definitely do it for my emotions. And I have seen it. And what, you know, the first eight seconds, the first breath is the hardest, okay? Then you get in this rhythm, rhythm. Oh my God, rhythm, rhythm, breathing rhythm. I'm sorry. My speech impediment comes out. I hope you guys laugh at it. So anyways, you get in this breathing rhythm and it becomes like a form of meditation, but it brings you back to the present moment. It brings you back inside your body. And this is really important because all this inner healing work, right? We're trying to come back to who we are and who we were created to be and get back to that place, that place with inside of us. Because anxiety, it takes us out. It takes us you know, into the future. It takes us, we're way outside of ourselves when we're struggling with anxiety. And I've had people say to me before, when I struggle with anxiety, like that scripture, which is beautiful, by the way, be still and know that I'm God and it's powerful and I have it up in my house and, and all of that. But I'm always like, well, how, how do you be still when you're anxious? How do you, how do you tangibly be still? And you guys, there's a few things that I do when I'm, when I'm off in a spin. And one of those is polar plunge because it, it, it does help me be still no matter what's going on in my day, no matter what's going on in my life, I can do one of these cold shower polar plunges. And it brings me back to the present moment. It brings me back inside myself. It settles my breathing. It helps me to take real breaths and it gets me back into myself. One of the other things, you know, be still and know that I'm God. How, how do you still yourself? Get in motion. It sounds so opposite of be still, but I'm telling you to still our hearts and minds, our bodies, it helps when we're in motion. It helps to go on walks, to go on hikes. I even dance. I dance when no one's around because, you know, my kids don't want to see it. And so... Um, another thing that I do is I drink a water. I take like a 30 ounces of water 
and I drink it in that moment. You know why? Because it helps me focus on swallowing. It helps me focus on, I'm trying to breathe through my nose as I'm drinking the water steadily and it brings me back. I'm telling you, it's one of the most quickest way to settle yourself too. Now don't jug it and choke because you'll drown, but it's, it's one of those things. But you know, a polar plunge, it always calms me down. You can also call a good friend. You know, there's so many things that we can do to still our hearts. You know, once you get still, it's like when you're doing, going through stuff, it's like, ask yourself, am I grieving something? Like grief is just such an issue and something that we carry with ourselves forever. Like grief is just, and it could be over something small and you're like, why am I grieving over this? Like, why does this make me sad or hard or, or angry? Why, why? And it's like, okay, only the Lord knows, but be patient with yourself. Like, we don't know why our heart's hurting over some things at times, but give yourself permission to process and to cry. Sometimes we fight it so much and we don't want to process. We don't want to cry. We want to minimize things. And that actually, trying to minimize stuff actually makes it worse, I found. I mean, I think that's why it took me so long to realize I was medicating with alcohol. And, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it till the day I die, but when I hit bottom with medicating with alcohol, you guys, I was medicating with a whole lot of other stuff too. Like alcohol just happened to be the crux that like was obvious, okay, to everybody and to the world. But the reality was an AA helped me, you know, find my balance and help me understand addiction, help me understand my history, help me understand you know, my biology, all of these things to build a life that I can live in, like, and to not have to medicate. Now, do I medicate? Okay, not with alcohol anymore, by the grace of God. But yeah, I still find myself like I, you know, just different random stuff with like (laughs) Amazon, okay, Amazon can be a medicator. So be gracious with yourself. We're all in process. But, you know, one of the scriptures I wanted to share with you today, because it spoke to my heart this morning, along the lines of inner healing, uh, comes from Ezekiel. And it's about the promise of Israel's return. And obviously, um, the scripture's about Israel, but I wanted to kind of personalize it for us. And so I'm going to read the scripture, and then I want to share a couple thoughts with you. All right, so here's the scripture. Therefore, say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I will gather you from the nations and bring you back from the countries where you've been scattered and will give you back the land of Israel again. You guys, I believe this is us coming back home, coming back home to ourselves. This is the journey of allowing inner healing to take place. You know, and the scripture goes on to say, they will return and remove all its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And I just thought, you know what? Heart of stone, you know, that's like scar tissue. That's the hard things. That's the, you know, scar tissue becomes hard when we don't, when we don't deal with it, when we don't get it worked out, right? The scripture goes on to say, then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. You know, one of the other points I wanted to point out was uh, from the part where it says, I will remove from them the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh, it still bleeds, right? We still feel things, but it's also more peaceful and it's more whole and it's more human, right? And so our feelings, sometimes we run from them and these inner places because we feel like our our feelings are going to kill us. But the reality is our feelings won't kill us. But what we do with those feelings, that is what can harm us. And that is what can kill us. And so I just felt like I wanted to come on because some people had asked some questions about inner healing and just begin to share my heart about you know, the inner workings and how um, Jesus wants to heal us from the inside out. 
And you guys, I know it's so hard because sometimes we run from these feelings. We don't want to feel them. And I get it. But I don't, I don't know any other way to heal other than to medicate. When you, when a feeling comes up, it's like you either feel it. And I heard it early on, right? You got to feel it to heal it. You got to feel it to work through it. Or you medicate or you, uh, you run from it or you push from it. And that just makes us, makes life a little bit harder in our hearts and our minds. And so, but I just, you know, with all of this stuff, you guys, it's such a process. It's a one day at a time process. And there's so many things that we can do, do to help, you know, there's tools, there's tricks, there's spiritual disciplines, there's spiritual intentions, there's meditation, like there's all these things that we can do. And so I just wanted to share my heart about that. And also I'm actually creating a course and it's called the Spiritual Intentions Framework. And it goes right along the lines of this inner healing stuff. And it's, you know, it's not magic. It's not, (laughs) but it is magical when we do these practices. These, some of them are spiritual disciplines that have been around for years. And I mean, the ancients, (laughs) the ancient saints did these spiritual disciplines. And, you know, and then some of them are just more intentions and things that I've, tools and tactics that I've picked up along the way, um, like do the next right thing from, uh, recovery groups and radical acceptance and, and you know, and, and learning to process and to um, take care of myself, be intentional and to allow the Lord to heal me, right? Because I believe the more we encounter Jesus, the more we encounter his spirit and his goodness and his love, the more we're going to be healed. And you guys, I know some of us are resentful and bitter. It's taken so long or why isn't it done yet? It's like Jesus is in the present moment. He's in the one day at a time healing too. And so you have not been forsaken. You have not been forgotten if if you haven't gotten the radical microwave healing. And praise God for those moments that you have. Praise God for the people that do. But I've seen it more times than not be a process of healing. And I think it's because God wants us to stay connected to him. And, you know, we live in this broken world and he gives us these these, um, these tools and these ways to encounter his love and his grace and prayer and all these sorts of things. And so anyways, I just wanted to lavish you guys with some grace and ask you to be patient with yourself. If you're on the inner healing journey with me and I love you guys and yeah, pray for me, pray that course actually comes out in a couple of weeks. And let me just tell you a little side note. Okay. Can I vent? They all say, Oh, it's going to be easy. Launch a podcast. Everything's easy. Okay. There's like a lot of steps to this thing, okay? And I realized I haven't posted on social media since the end of November. Okay, I'm recording this on February 24th. Like that's, but you know what? It is what it is. By the grace of God, I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited about what's going on, but it's hard to juggle everything. And, you know, putting together this course has been a little bit of a stretch and, but it's been great. I, I've enjoyed the process. I've, it's really molded me and, and it's really directed me more in my own spiritual practices, which has been really good. You know, and I've, I've taught these intentions, these spiritual intentions for years at, at retreats. And actually it's hilarious because if you've been to one of my retreats, you know, the last session is all about these spiritual intentions. And I always say like, okay, what did God do this weekend? I know that he did great stuff. Okay, you're on the mountaintop, but you're about to go back home. Like, how are you going to sustain? How are you going to sustain the the peace that you feel in your heart, or the joy, or the healing, and all that sort of stuff? And so, I teach on these spiritual intentions always at the end of retreats. And it's funny that I just felt led to, you know, that's what I'm after. Like, I want to sustain this stuff. I don't want to just encounter God's goodness and His grace on the retreat. I don't have time to go to a retreat every weekend. I got life. I got stuff to do, but. So anyways, I'm really excited about this course. So please, I'd ask you guys to say a prayer as we wrap that up and all the details and all the tech that, you know, it's supposed to be seamless and easy and it's not. <laughs> There's like, it's hilarious. But I will tell you, I'm pretty tenacious. So I'm like, you know what? 
Marie Forleo, who I follow, she's like a business mentor for years in my business. She wrote a book called Everything's Figure Outable. And I'm telling you, my friend voxered me yesterday and she's like, Danny, there's a solution for everything. Like, and you know what? Yeah, that's, that's like with life. I could do a whole episode. You guys, there is a solution for everything. Like just keep going, keep seeking after um, wholeness and you are worth it. Like fight for yourself, fight for that inner healing, fight for more, you know, and surrender. (laughs) I know it's so, it's such a paradox. Surrender and trust Jesus, but fight for it. I don't, it's just, it's, it's a dance. So I hope you guys are enjoying the dance. If you're struggling today, go out and dance, put on some awesome worship music. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. One of the funnest things, funnest? I don't know, whatever. My grammar is horrible. One of the most fun parts of the Spiritual Intentions Framework course that I'm putting together is the playlist. I'm putting together some playlists. So yesterday, literally three hours, I was like downloading all my favorite music and I was dancing and I just was like, oh my gosh. I And I used to dance every morning after the kids got to school because it was part of my like I know I need to walk. I hate to walk. I know I need to hike. I hate to hike. So, but I like to dance. So, you know, close all the curtains and start dancing. And so I'm going to implement that more. So if you implement dancing, let me know. So anyways, and I'm sorry, I'm crickets on social media. I'm going to get back to it. I have a friend who's going to help me um, be more consistent in social media. So, but for now I'm consistent on the podcast. And I told you guys last episode in March, we're launch- we're starting a Sunday, Monday, Thursday drop. So I'm super excited. I love journeying with you guys. And by the way, and I know this episode's gone, gone kind of long, but I love your emails. I had someone email me this week and said, I didn't want to bug you. I'm so sorry. But, and she shared her heart and her story. Oh my gosh, you guys, I will, I, I love it. I absolutely love hearing from you, especially when you have prayer requests. You guys, it's one of the biggest honors of my life is to be able to hold this space. It's holy ground and to pray for you. And so I just wanted to encourage you, send emails. Hello at dannysumner.com. I read everyone, I pray for you, and I try to respond, and I, you know, most of the time I'm timely, but, um, you know, not much is timely over here, but unless you're on auto pay for my mortgage, right? So anyways, but yeah, no, but I will respond to your emails because you guys are my people, and I love doing this. This is why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you. Well, and I'm doing it for me. I'm finding some healing through giving it away, right? So the 12th step of Alcoholics Anonymous is all about the 12th and final step. Um, is all about giving it away and you disciple people and it's all about giving it away and helping other alcoholics. And I know you're not all alcoholics. I know most of you probably aren't. But to me, being able to share my heart and this journey with you is, uh, it's priceless. It's it's holy ground for me. So I just want you guys to know I love you. I'm here for you. If you're on the inner healing journey, I commend you. Um, if you're resisting the inner healing journey, I commend you because you're at least aware that you're resisting it. Wherever you're at, you know, be gracious and patient with yourself. And if you're in really hard circumstances, it's hard to deal with this inner stuff too because it's like wrestling a bear at times. So please, please, please be patient with yourself and just know I'm in your corner and I love you. More importantly, Jesus is in your corner and he loves you. And so Lord, I want to pray for you guys. Lord Jesus, I just pray for my friend. Lord, I pray that you'd bring the right circle around them as they just continue to journey in their life. Lord, I pray that they would feel less alone today, God. Lord, I know um, that your presence is real and that you are with us. So, Lord, I just pray for just your touch, just your absolute touch in my friend's heart. Bless them and fill them by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. See you next week. Actually, I won't see you, but I'll talk to you next week. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. 
Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.